You are now listening to The Prime Podcast, a show dedicated to exploring and investigating all things health and fitness related. Join us on this journey to live life in your prime. Now on to the episode. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> hey. Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Prime podcast. I am Anthony Mercurio, the I guess the owner and operator of Prime Movement Performance, and I have our one of our lead remote coaches, Tyler Kalesi, who's also a doctor of physical therapy, on the other end, hanging out with us. And today we are going to chat a little bit about pain, aches and pains that seemingly come out of nowhere. Ty, what's up? Uh, not much going on with life. Uh, settled in here in Montpelier, Vermont, kind of this north central part of Vermont. It's nice to be back up northeast. Uh, other than that, I have started working clinically again. So I'm working with patients three days a week on the home health side of things. So I kind of go into folks' homes um, and get them recovering from surgery or from a big, you know, bout of illness. So it's nice to be back on the, on the clinical side of things and, and, you know, being a quote unquote physical therapist in real life. Um, I love working remotely with folks, but there's just something to be said about kind of having that face-to-face interaction and, and, and smiling and, and going through the emotions with someone right, right then and there. So, it's nice. It takes up a lot more time and, and I'm kind of juggling between the two worlds of, of my professional life. Uh, but I think I'm settling in well, I guess. Um, as far as training goes, we actually just started that new training cycle prime did. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I follow the in-house programming with alongside, like basically all the members at, at, prime headquarters. Um, I just, you know, do it wherever I am in the country. Um, so that I have, you know, a good connection with, with prime at home, but also so that I can stay kind of consistent with, with our training techniques at prime and, and, uh, just have something to follow that I don't have to like think about because I'm yeah. thinking about everyone else's programs. Yeah. There is some, some like, um, decision fatigue that happens, um, just in terms of life generally speaking. And that's one of the great things about coming to a training center gym like Prime or enrolling in our Prime Elevate, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that's (laughs) coming up that is similar to the program that Tyler is operating now. And we are just tweaking it a little bit more for, you know, somebody to do anywhere and have have access to it. So having that like decision fatigue, like who wants to think about developing a workout? Who wants to think about nutrition? Who wants to think about these sorts of things? And that's what we do. And that's going to be kind of the topic of conversation a little bit today in terms of like when you can't figure things out on your own, then then we might be able to help. And this is how we can help and different things like that. But I agree in that like in terms of your in-person type of physical therapy comment, one of the things that I guess I've struggled with for a long time, and I've kind of come to terms with it now a little bit as I've seen the market shift and the way that fitness is shifting the landscape in terms of more digital, more remote is I've always been almost anti remote training for athletes because my specialty, I think the thing that I do the best of is seeing things live in person. Like I can watch somebody run 
a full sprint and be like, oh, you know, their ankle is, you know, their right ankle is stiff or they don't have good turnover because of this or that. You know, I'm, I have coached enough athletes in running and performance that I can kind of figure out on the fly in person, what's the, the potential issue and then how to address it immediately with a drill or skill that can kind of fix that. And I think that's what my athletes really enjoy. And that's what I've really enjoyed about being able to coach people in person. So I think that that part is super valuable as Tyler was saying, being that being able to smile, fist bump, correct, help people immediately. Whereas I do think the remote part of things has been a struggle for me, especially for athletes, you know, in terms of athletic performance and, and, you know, there's research about feedback and different things like that. And it's most effective when it's immediate and it, you know, is addressing the thing that we're struggling with. So there is a part of that, that definitely resonates with me in terms of that. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what's going on. We just finished today was actually our last day of our summer athlete training program. And, you know, it was a goodbye for some of the kids, but they were like, oh, I'll see you in a week once we, you know, we get going again. And well, you know, a lot of the athletes that train with us don't just do summer. You know, if you're an athlete and you want to be a high performing athlete or you want to stay healthy these days, there really isn't a whole lot of time off. And if there is time off, there shouldn't be really much time off in the weight room in terms of my opinion. Uh, because I think what happens is that athletes beat themselves up so much outside, whether they're playing their sport on the school team or they're playing their club teams, they beat themselves up so much that they don't have time to recover and they don't have time to get stronger. They don't have time to do these things. So I think in order to handle the stimulus and the constant load of just pressure and movement, uh, repetitiveness that they see on their day-to-day sports teams or club teams, that strength training has to fill some of those other buckets that aren't happening and then potentially open themselves up for injury. The kids who I find get the injured the most or in the most pain are the kids who only train seasonally. Like they'll come for the summer, take the fall off, come for the winter, take the spring off. And usually when they take the time off is when those things run into issues. Because as you go through your season, and Tyler could probably attest to this, you know, as a college football player, like you lift, 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 train, 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 train. And then you get into the season and nobody wants to lift anymore. And then by the end of the season, you're in the worst shape of your life because you aren't lifting. And if you play college sports, there isn't like a conditioning element necessarily. You're not running sprints at the end of every practice. You're not doing those sorts of things. So then if you're not, you know, a starter and you're getting a million reps, you end up actually getting in less in worse shape by the end of the season. And when you start getting in less shape, you start getting weaker and you start getting more fatigued more quickly. That also opens yourself up for more pain and injury potentially. So just my little sidebar on athletes and and how (laughs) that stuff works and why you should be kind of consistently training in some regard all year round. Yeah. I mean, I think the, it still works for the general population, all of us every day, non-sport athlete people. I mean, you have to earn the right to train at a higher intensity. So doing things all year round is very helpful, but making sure you're spending enough time to prepare for those more uh, intense phases of training is is a no-brainer. Yeah. And Tyler, actually, I think might have just had an Instagram post about this. Um, but uh, he did. Yeah. That's why he's nodding his head and laughing. I did yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today is this load management issue. Now, granted, like they might be training in the summer four times a week. They might be strength training four times a week, 
But then when the season comes, they're obviously not going to be strength training also four times a week because we do want to manage, like I said before, the overall system load that happens. And what we were talking about right before this off air, which is going to be the topic of conversation, is when things arise, like when pains, injuries or discomfort arise seemingly out of nowhere, where should we look and what are the things that are happening and why are they happening or where, you know, what can be the thing? So let's say I have had back pain. I'll give an example and then we can kind of walk through it. I had back pain for a while, maybe two years. And then I spent this last six to eight months remedying my back pain. So now I'm good. I can deadlift with pain-free. I can squat pain-free and everything is good to go. I'm rocking and rolling. I'm crushing things. And then summer hits and I'm going through summer, continue my program, doing everything. Two or three weeks in the summer, the back pain comes back what just happened? I'm, I'm going backwards. Like I thought I was good and now I'm not. Yeah. So, so it's tough, um, to, it's always tough to put a blame on something specific when you experience pain that didn't happen from like a, a, a definite moment, right? Like there was no trauma. It's not like you got in a car accident or you fell downstairs. So first things first, like don't waste quote unquote waste too much time trying to figure out the exact reason. Second, remember to focus on, on the, the, the constants in your life and see where maybe some of those constants either just started up or had recently stopped. Right? So when we look at kind of life, fitness, wellness as a whole, we've got training, which for you in this example has been consistent and honestly progressing. And then we've got nutrition. And for you specifically, let's say, you know, your nutrition has been on point, you haven't really changed anything. We've got sleep and recovery. So for you, in this case, let's say it, you know, you've got two kiddos. Um, and you've got My a sleep is pretty consistently six hours, it's pretty consistently right. six hours. <laughs> Which is so not, great. Let's say, not great, not wonderful. But if you haven't been having issues, then we can wipe that out of out of the way. So then we have to look at other things like what's your stress like? How has your stress been throughout the week? Um, are there stressors that are recently introduced because of, of work or family or things like that? And kind of look outside of the gym first before you start looking at your training specifically and, and saying like, oh, should I be doing this exercise? Should I not have done that? Um, and then we can start looking at how you're doing the exercises that you're already doing instead of trying to figure out new things to add. And this is where the load management thing comes in that you were talking about and understanding if you are progressing um, at the right speed and, you know, managing the weights that you're using correctly to make sure that you're you know, feeling good, you know, consistently. A good example might be, um, so uh, if we're using my personal life as an example, in terms of my, my, theoretical back pain, which I don't have, by the way. Well, it's not 100% true. I kind of have some back pain, but it's been there for forever. And uh, it, it, it's it's mostly not there. But either way, I don't have back pain. And it's not a result of this particular incidence. But recently in my life, um, at least this summer, probably the last eight to 10 weeks, I started playing pickup basketball on Wednesday nights. New stimulus way different. And I could tell you the first day after playing basketball, I, I, I usually joke with someone in, the, in our 5am class that every morning I wake up, my fingers feel sore. Really weird. Because gripping a basketball and like just being in that like grippy sense for a lot, like holding it. I, I dribble a lot. I'm usually, I usually handle the ball for most folks because I'm not, not everyone can hand, dribble and do different things. I'm not Allen Iverson by any means, but I can not get the ball stolen from me, I should say. <laughs> 
Um, well done. So my fingers, my fingers are sore usually, but that's a side note. But the first couple of weeks when I'd, I'd wake up, my low back was felt different because I wasn't used to. And now I could just be like, oh, I was just playing basketball, you know, no big deal. And then I go to the gym and I try to lift weights and I have this other, this other stress that happened to me last night that my body's not used to. You know, I'm running up and down a hardwood court. I'm twisting, turning, jumping, changing direction aggressively. And I'm doing all sorts of things. I'm also staying up later on that night because it's from 6 to 8 p.m. So all of those things could potentially carry into um, these new stressors that I've added to my life that weren't there before. And could then cause that pain or discomfort. In addition to that, personally, like we have just bought a house. We just sold a house. Uh, we have a new child on the way. I'm starting a new job. Um, pretty much every life, big life stressor you can add to the equation is happening in my life right now. So if I add both mental and emotional stressors, like the new job, new house, and new career. Did I say that? New job, new house. No, no new kid new kid. And um, then I add the new stressor of the physical activity that I'm doing, that extra load, right? I keep adding things to the equation without taking anything away. Eventually it can uh, resonate itself or, or appear as pain in your body physically. Well, would you agree with that, Ty? Yeah. I think that's that's exactly what, what we're talking about here. And, and no one's to say that like the, the pain is like all in your head or, you know, there's not something wrong that's creating the pain. But what we're saying is if you have a new onset of, of an ache or a, a strain or a pain, but your training has been pretty much going consistently, don't automatically assume that something you know, extraordinary is wrong with your body, or you did something super incorrect in the gym, first, take a look at the other 23 hours of your life. And for Anthony's case, you know, he if he was my client, and he came to me and said, man, my back has been progressively getting worse over the, the two or three these last two or three weeks, my first instinct, you know, just because I'm a regular human would be like, hmm, man, I wonder if I gave him some some exercises that he shouldn't have been doing. What did we do wrong? But then I would, you know, rethink and tell Anthony to rethink and, and look at his life. And eventually we would come to the point, to the conversation of talking about the basketball first and foremost, that's a new thing. It's really the first new thing that he's introduced. So we have to at least somewhat assume that that's playing a role. And it's then like we can look at the too. other layers. <laughs> what? That you it's probably like the first like six years. Well, yeah, oh. and at, at like some sort of regular level, you know, I haven't done, and I was having this conversation with some of my athletes because I haven't done anything like competitive athletically since like 2004. You know, that was like my last fall of college football. And yeah, I dabble here and there. I might play, you know, like a senior faculty basketball game once a year or, you know, like here and there, I might like jump into a phys ed class and play, you know, a little bit of shooting around with the kids, but I'm never like going at it you know, like really being yeah. competitive in that environment. Now I've done CrossFit competitions and different things like that, but those are still controlled movements that yeah. you, you know, like I know how to squat. I'm going to squat this way. I'm going to deadlift this way. But when you're in a basketball game and you're playing something dynamic and your body is doing different things, like the way you have to change, the way you're, you're bouncing off of people. Like I jumped yesterday and a guy pushed me in the back trying to go for a rebound. Like those are things like you're not preparing for that. Like as a CrossFit competition, like you know – you know, especially nowadays, you know the workout ahead of time. You might even have practiced it ahead of time. So you know the movements exactly how they're going to happen. In sport, it's so dynamic, like it's hard to mimic exactly what's happening there. 
that and <laughs> assuming that most of the people listening to this are many years out of college or towards the end of college, our, our lives are set up to uh, handle a certain amount of, of work. And I mean, physical work, you know, house cleaning, yard work, your actual job, going to the gym, right? Which means you have a certain amount of recovery that you're doing regularly that keeps you kind of above the water um, in terms of, you know, feeling good and, and, and not being in discomfort and, and being able to recover each night. Now, if you add something new in as a middle-aged individual, sorry, aunt, you are going to have to adjust your recovery to uh, accommodate for that. But most of us don't have that extra time in the day or the week to like increase our sleep by an hour, you know, three nights a week after we play basketball. So we, we, we create this, this difference or this offset in, in work versus recovery. And there's going to be maybe some repercussions unless we're, we're being conscious about trying to, you know, up our recovery. Hundred percent, and then obviously, if you take the stress, like like your body doesn't do a great job, just because it's the way it's built physiologically, at separating different stressors. So stress is stress. So if we take like staying above the water as like an analogy, and your your on a, your your body is like this boat, right? And you keep adding things into your boat that are heavier, and the more stress you continually add into the boat, eventually the boat's going to sink. And, you know, the more stressors you add, like, you know, obviously exercise is a stressor. Yes, it's a controlled stressor. We can control how much stress we're doing, but it's still stress. Um, Your mental state, your emotional things, relationship things, all those things are stressors that you continually add into that boat. And if you don't have ways to kind of remove some of those things out of the boat or make them weigh less, then, you know, eventually that boat is going to sink and then you are going to run into trouble. And maybe on another topic, coming up, it's like how we might be able to remove some of those stressors because some of the stressors that we have in our life are, they're just there, right? We're not getting rid of them. Um, but there are some things that we can maybe get rid of or mitigate in some ways. And then, you know, I'm sure Tyler and I have a couple of strategies that we use ourselves and that we've seen clients be successful with, you know, in the future. Yeah. And I had a, a similar situation with a, a client not too long ago. Um, we've been working on, you know, getting him back to, to training, lifting heavy and training how he wants and feeling athletic in his, you know, mid to late thirties. And we're coming off of like six years of back pain, right? So not only is he just a normal human being who has to be careful about how quickly he introduces a new activity into his life, but he's also coming off of six years of back pain, which drastically reduces also his capacity for introducing new things into his life. And recently he threw in some, uh, a some golfing once a week. And at first I was like, this is great. It's going to get some rotation going on. He's going to kind of expand his movement portfolio. He's going to get around some more people. It'll be awesome. But once again, like Ant was saying, two to three weeks in, he started to have an increase in lower back pain, similar to what he was experiencing over those six years. Now in one light, we could say, oh crap, all of this all of the stuff he was experiencing before is coming back. We're going backwards, this, that, and the third. But, you know, six, two years ago, three years ago, he would have never even thought about going golfing. So the fact that he is able to tolerate three weeks in a row before having discomfort is great. So remember to, you know, give your body some credit in, in the fact that, of how much it can handle. But we had a conversation and, and talked about, you know, reducing how many swings he was taking and, and how intensely he was swinging and, and increasing his recovery and, and things got, you know, got a little bit better for him. 
Yeah, and I think I think that those are some closing thoughts. Where there is just you know, if you are having any pain or discomfort, generally speaking, there are some other things. It's not just that deadlift that you did today that might have caused your back pain or the sleep that you had last night. It is a cumulative effect, and the things kind of rear their ugly head, you know, based off of this cumulative effect of how much capacity or how much load we can handle as a whole, not just the one thing that we think that might have caused it. So always take, always try to be reflective, which can be difficult, but take a step back and look at things as a whole, as the whole system, your whole body, everything. And you might be in a better situation to kind of tackle on some of these aches and pains in the future. Agreed. That's it. That's it, folks. Until next time, continue to help you find your prime. Peace. Hello there, beloved listener. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is your friendly reminder to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. By giving us some love on your app of choice, you are helping us get the word out to as many people as humanly possible. What that means is that we can continue to invest more time and energy into creating the best podcast for you. Thanks again for the support, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, hey, I'm at my... I'm at my prime.